All right, baby, we back. Week nine flex squad, and the whole fam is here. This is like uh, the yep. first time in four weeks. How we doing? Good, awesome. Hey, Over everyone, how was midterms? How, yeah, how, midterms? how are the how are the midterm exams? Midterms are good. This is see, this is a hard school. It's not like uh, Michigan. Michigan is an easy school. Anyone can get in there. They let anyone in. But this is a hard school. You got to prove yourself. So, uh, so it's uh, it, I had to take a week off and, and work on that. That that might be true. I didn't really study and I passed all my exams, so maybe that's true. Hari, right, give us some give us some insight on that future go to the moon song. Where uh, I got listen, I put a teaser in the song. I got a teaser for later in the podcast, one of my picks. That <laughs> <laughs> we're so I good at teasing. I go to the moon. <laughs> maybe maybe you should go to the moon. You have a better chance of uh of getting picks up there because you're terrible on the earth. Yeah, Lord knows uh, Hari and his uh, ability to study and do NFL bets um, is damn near zero because you have had a rough three-week outing, my friend. It's it's really his so, ability to study, pick games, and coordinate his Halloween costume that, that uh, did him in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so listen, listen, I have I have a dispute that I'd like to raise. I heard Mark raising a dispute last week. On the yes! Podcast. This week, I'd like to raise a dispute. Here's my dispute. My picks were not even given on last week's podcast. I listened to it twice. My <laughs> picks were not mentioned at all. So I should have all of my losses and all of my wins erased, except for that Utah one, which I did pick correctly. So I'd like to have my record adjusted. Uh, and also, I refuse to take on uh, these results. I refuse to confirm them until I win. I would, I would like to play this week under protest. Interesting. Okay, I'll, uh, I will hear that protest and uh, have a response within... Uh next week's podcast but with that we're uh, we're not here for disputes we're here to talk about some football so let's get started um last week i went four and three allegedly facts remove well done buddy five and two uh, uh, yeah. yep that's that's what we want hari continuing a sub 500 trend of three and four and uh mark not too far behind at three and four as well overall though a good week for the squad so uh with that, going to overall records, I'm at 26 and 22. Remove one game below 500 at 28 and 29. Hari, yep. you got you got some work to do this week, but uh, you're at 21 and 27, and Mark still atop the leaderboard at 29 and 24. So let's get into I it, baby. Think, oh, which, then, I think what the fans also want is is that that doesn't make much sense to them. So let me uh, give it in relation to how I'm doing. Okay, how many games back are you? Uh, I am seven games behind Samin, eight games behind Mark, and eight games ahead of Hare. <laughs> what, if, what if you take away my five losses? How many games are you ahead? Why would technically, we... none of those five losses count. Why would we take away five, five losses? Because I wasn't on the podcast last week, and my picks weren't there. None of those things occurred. I literally was a ghost, but I did win that Utah game. <laughs> I would like that recorded. Okay, interesting. Like I said, uh, we will hear your dispute, and uh, upon election day, uh, we will announce the results. So, first game up, baby. Falcons at Buccaneers. Plus three, over under 51 and a half. Atlanta boys, you're back on this podcast to talk about your Falcons. What do you got on this game? Hari, kick us off, buddy. I am always in between. I would say I turned off the first half of the Packers-Falcons game this last week and said, we got to burn it to the ground. It's all over. There's no chance of us coming back. Uh, and then this, and then it ended, and I said, that's it. We're definitely going to the Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm on a high right now. 
Uh, give me the Falcons. I, I, yeah, I get it. The Bucks beat us earlier this year. Uh, I don't think they do it again. Uh, that Bucks team is not good. They clearly stole one from us early in the year. Uh, that point spread is stupid. Uh, we should be able to easily cover this one. Uh, give me the Falcons. I like it. I like it. Um, Ramu, Falcons fan number two on this podcast. What you got? Oh, baby. You know, it's getting near Thanksgiving. And you know what the Falcons do when it comes to Thanksgiving. What do they We're do? We're about to break down pretty soon, y'all. We're about to break down. <laughs> we, can't we can't keep this up. No way. No way. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to keep this gravy train running on the over yep. until it breaks down. So give me the over. And then what do you guys – little, little, little uh, Matt Ryan plus 450, I think, MVP. What do you guys think? Is that a buy? Uh, I'm selling that. That's a tough one. You know Tom Brady plays in this league also. Right? Yeah, Tom Brady is in the league also, so no chance. <laughs> yeah. This I, is uh, Ramu texted all of us on last week that he thought Dak Prescott was going to win. <laughs> that also. Uh, yeah, I like that one. That's a ton of value. That's a that plus 8,000 value. Easy money. That's that could be value. like a yeah. Roger Goodell protest. Um, I also, though I will say, I do like if they're, what the, I don't know what the odds are, but Dan Quinn for coach of the year could be interesting. No, but he oh, went for it in overtime last oh, week. Were we just ragging on Dan, Dan Quinn on this podcast we last were. week while I wasn't here? Uh, some of us were. I think what he's been able to do with essentially the same squad from last year is impressive. Let's see if you make the playoffs. If you win the division, I think the argument's there. I mean, Carolina's something to worry about, but you beat the Bucks here. I think you got it. Uh, that being said, I... Also, I'm going to take the uh, the Falcons. Bucks are coming off a brutal, brutal loss. They essentially played five quarters, and I don't think they have enough in the tank to hang with the Falcons. But the Julio injury scares me. I don't know what you guys have read about Julio Jones and his foot and his ankle and how it swolled up like a softball, but I am not super confident that he's going to be uh, 100% on Thursday. That being said, three points. I think the Falcons can pull this off, so give me the Falcons minus three. Mark, what you got? So I was I was really going to take the over until about 10 seconds ago when you informed me that it's a Thursday game. Yeah. Um, these Thursday games are always ugly, so you can tell how much research I've done. <laughs> put a lot of thought into my picks. I'm going to pass on the over, um, and I think even though it's a Thursday game, they're going to be on the road. I'll take the Falcons. Uh, the, neither of these teams have good defense, but I think that Falcons offense being done. I like it. So what I do want to talk about on this one is Raymond James Stadium and how – is anybody talking about how that's where the college football national championship game is this year? Oh, it is there. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Is, is there a cha- – like, Ramu, what's the feeling? Like, are Michigan fans willing to throw the season to avoid having to go to Raymond James Stadium, or, or are they going to tough it out? That's, as a previous ACC championship attendee, that's a very cool stadium. It's got a pirate ship in it. Did you guys know that? <laughs> No, they never show that on a Fox NFL um, yeah. broadcast. Yeah, there's, there's a pirate ship. It's very crazy. They sometimes shoot cannons out of it. I mean, that's a normal also, thing to have for a national championship game. Yeah, maybe Hold it's on, like... I'm looking, up where Ray... I'm looking up where Raymond James Stadium is. <laughs> Tampa. It's in Tampa, Florida. Oh, yeah, we got that. Oh, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. now, now I'm going. In-game now research. I'm going to it. Oh man, over under removes odds of actually flying into the right airport for this uh, for this championship game. Under. <laughs> One time I plugged in my directions directly to Tampa Bay and it drove me like right to the edge of the ocean. <laughs> and I had way overshot the stadium. So, <laughs> so you never take road trips apart. about Tampa Bay. 
All right, let's move on to the greatest division in football, the NFC East. Eagles at Giants, minus three, over under 43. Uh, I'll kick this one off. I have no faith in this Giants team. Um, and the Eagles defense, if nothing else, on that Sunday night game showed me they're for real. That uh, that performance by Jim Schwartz was impressive. I think uh, though the Giants coming off a bye are going to help them. But Ben McAdoo is not a good coach. Uh, but a little nugget, little nugget, the Eagles on the road have gone seven of their last eight on the uh, over. So mm. with that nugget, I'm going to take the Eagles and the Giants over 43. Ramu, what you got on this one? Oh man, I was going to I was going to take the I was going to take the Giants too. Do it. Do That's it. That's pretty compelling. I don't I hate the Giants, man. They're just unreliable. I mean, okay, so they're I think they they had a bye, right? So they're well rested in theory. They're forgetting like a three-game home stretch. Yeah, yeah, there. their next three games are at home. Nah, give me the Eagles. I'm, I'm, I'm changing it up. Give me the Eagles. Eagles plus three. I like it. I like it. I like it. Hari, what you got in this game? So again, this is another baffling line. I don't really understand. Uh, if you remember late in that uh, Cowboys game, Dak like skips a pass to a defensive back and almost gets picked off. Uh, I think if that pick happens and, and Philly wins this game uh, in one of the in late. Uh, I think this spread is completely different. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, the team isn't that different, and just that one pass changes everything. Uh, I don't think they're three points better. I think they're a lot better. Uh, but I, I 100% agree with Ramu that this is a team that, like, Eli's due for one of those, like, crazy games he has that, like, doesn't make any sense. Um, I need to pick up some points on you guys. Uh, give me the Giants uh, in an upset. Giants. All right. Mark, your hometown Eagles kind of a crushing blow. Yeah. So so I, I was pretty conflicted after this game on Sunday because obviously I was disappointed that we lost. Uh, but I think big picture, it was pretty encouraging. Uh, you know, you go on the road, uh, primetime game, rookie quarterback, and we really held our own. If it wasn't for one or two plays that didn't go our way in the second half, I think you get out of there with a win. Uh, so looking forward, uh, it's brutal that the Eagles are playing a third straight team coming off a of bye week. Um, I don't really know uh, what Goodell was thinking on that one, but... Um, I have confidence in them being able to go into uh, to MetLife Stadium and do enough to get the win, especially getting getting three points. Um, I'll take I'll take my boys. I'll take the Eagles. Eagles plus three. Yep, yep, yep. Hometown oh. cooking. Fly Eagles, fly. All right, now on to uh, the best team in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys, traveling to the Cleveland Browns plus seven and a half over under forty seven. Ramu, why don't you kick us off? Uh, and Dak we trust. Well, I'm like, I don't even know who's, who's a quarterback this week. No, I have Dak and Dak we trust. Wait, for which team? Yeah, that's true. Are you sure it's Dak? It's definitely Dak. They announced it immediately after Sunday. I guess it really doesn't matter. I think their their defense has been playing so well. Their defense has been Seven playing very well. Yeah, their defense has been playing pretty well. Yeah, give me give me the Cowboys. It really doesn't matter who's playing. Um, their defense has been looking good, and, and Cleveland. But hasn't Cleveland been keeping the games close? They have, but then they just blow it in the fourth quarter, i.e. what happened with the Jets. They've been keeping it close literally all season. Perfect. Yep, I like that. That's a lock. So, uh, Ramu alluded to this a little bit. Our defense has been playing well. 
with two key injuries on the defense. My boys, Barry Church and Mo Claiborne. Mo. Out. Say it ain't so, Mo. I know, man. I even got his jersey. My mama one time for Christmas went to Foot Locker, and the guy convinced her that the best jersey to get was Mo Claiborne. Interesting story, I know. Uh, but they, uh, Mo Claiborne's got a sports hernia. Barry Church got a broken forearm. That scares me a little bit. Um, but the running game has really proven itself this season. Uh, Zeke has run incredibly well. I don't see this Cleveland defense, even with their pickup of uh, Jamie Collins from the Pats, a little insight there, uh, being able to stop this run game. Give me the Cowboys, minus 7.5. Mark, what you got on this game? Um, so this one, I went to do my research, and the first thing I did was I Googled Brown's starting quarterback because I, I don't, I really don't know who's starting for them. Maybe Cody Kessler. Apparently, big announcement. They're going back to Josh McCown. Um, so that's just a team I think is trending down versus a Cowboys team that I think everybody in the league is going to agree is big picture trending up right yep, now. Yep, despite, yep, yep, yep. Despite those injury setbacks, um, I think the Cowboys are at a little risk of coming off a big emotional win at home and going on the road and coming out flat. Um, but that being said, I think I'm still willing to lay the seven and a half points and take the Cowboys on the road. All right. Go, boys. Hari, what you got on this game? Yeah, I'm going to pile on here. Uh, Cleveland Browns at home against the spread are 0-3. Dallas Cowboys are 3-0 and against the spread on the road. Yeah. Uh, and 6-0 and 6-0-1 all time this season. Uh, I don't – I mean, even the betting markets say that there's – I don't see how – they can stop them. Uh, give me the Cowboys. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. On to what is supposed to be the game of the week. False. Erroneous. <laughs> six and two Broncos <laughs> traveling to six and two Raiders in a pick em. Over under 43 and a half. Mark, kick us off. What you got on this game? I have no interest in this game because I refuse to believe that the Raiders are playing in the game of the week. <laughs> They're exciting. That team, if nothing else, is exciting. No, and here's the reason why I'm going to cheer for them because I want them to go 12-4, and four, and then I want their owner to try to move them to Las Vegas. <laughs> I want them to win the AFC. I want them to just make this whole thing a complete catastrophe for the NFL. <laughs> so I'm cheering for them every week. Um, I'll be doing it this week. And heck, I'll pick them. They're at home. They've got an explosive offense. Um, I think they I think they can put up some points on Denver, Von Miller in that defense, and I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if Simeon's gonna be able to hang with them on the other side of the ball. So give me Derek Carr, give me give me the Raiders. Derek Carr, I think he's also at twenty to one MVP odds. Interesting fact. Slide that one in there. Um, value pick. That's a value pick. Hari, thoughts on this game? Value. Uh, so if you're looking, it's actually uh, Oakland's first Sunday night game in a decade. Wow, uh, that wow. They're playing in Oakland. Yeah, their last one was in 2000, or their first, their last Sunday night game was in 2006. The last one in Oakland was, it, it's been a super long time since they've been there. Uh, Denver last week was not impressive against San Diego. They had six trips to the red zone and only two touchdowns. Um, but with that being said, if you look at the advanced statistics, DVOA, which is essentially like wins above the average uh, on defense, um, your Oakland Raiders are in the bottom five teams in the league. Uh, They're really, really poor in every type of defensive scenario. Denver is very, very good and is in the top three or the top two right behind Philadelphia. Um, yeah. I think this is going to be a big win for Denver. Uh, I would uh, give me Denver uh, this week to win on the road and, and, and to crush Al Davis's dreams, Al Davis's ghost dreams. <laughs> the ghost of Al Davis. Dun, dun, dun. Ramil, what are your thoughts on this game, my man? This is a little bit more gut than logic, but hear me out. 
I'm thinking that on the road, uh, they're putting their, their Broncos are putting their faith in a, in a rookie running back. And on the other side, I feel like uh, Janikowski's in his own head and he's going to start missing more field goals. That's kind of a theme of, of the NFL this year, miss field goals. And so I'm going to say this is a, this is a close one until the end. Janikowski uh, probably misses a field goal. Broncos probably win, but it's going to be a low-scoring game. Give me the under on 43-and-a-half. Wow, 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 wow. Field goals, that's how you get to the over. I mean, you can't divide, you know, you can't divide 43 by 3, so that's it. It's just math. Um, I don't believe in this Raiders team. Similar to what Hari and his stats and his DVOA stuff said, uh, I don't believe the, uh, the Raiders are good. I think the Broncos are for real. I think people are also forgetting that this Raiders team just two weeks ago lost to the Chiefs, who play a similar style of defense, 26 to 10 at home. So let's not sit here and credit the Raiders uh, for beating a team like the Bucks in overtime or uh, really a lot of kind of just pulled out of their ass wins. Um, give me the Broncos to make a statement, show them who's on top of the AFC West, and uh, take the top of this division. And with that... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I disagree with Mark. I think this is going to be a great game. I, I will definitely tune in to watch this. This is yeah. the first Sunday night game I'm excited for. Last week, who was playing? I didn't even see it. Yeah, it's uh, you're probably still working on your Halloween costume because uh, it appears it took a really long time. <laughs> took a really fucking long time to bring our Halloween costume. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anybody watched NFL when you have baseball on. I yeah, mean, I, I, I did see. Baseball. I did see, actually, the ratings. The NFL got killed in the ratings on Sunday night. It was. Yes, it's because baseball is great. Everyone loves baseball. No one likes football. That's why it's the first time anyone said that baseball is good because the Cubs and the Indians are in it. Yeah, for let's I, be real. I always say baseball is good. People love baseball. That's why they do. Nobody likes me for baseball obscure baseball picks at the end. They all skip the, the, DV, the, the, the advanced stats. The DVO metrics say that baseball sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I did read an interesting article that like baseball postseason games are like 34 minutes above, uh, or sorry, longer on average than regular season games. But somehow uh, people are still tuning in. So, anyways, on to first segment. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. Um, I alluded to this team a little earlier, but we didn't talk about them in any of our games. But give me Sharkandrick West of the Kansas City Chiefs. Jamal Charles just got put on IR for the season. Um, Spencer Ware's got a concussion. West uh, ran well. And guess who they are playing? The Jacksonville oh, no. Jaguars, who just gave up over 275 yards to DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. Give me some Sharkhandrick West. Go get him in fantasy and put him in your lineup. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. I'm actually going to go. Is he available? I'm going to go get him right now in our league. <laughs> you might need him, my man. Um, Hari, who you got? Put me in coach. So I'm going to go even for a farther stretch than you. Um, last week, uh, you may have seen, Samin, uh, that Mark Ingram didn't play well. Do you have a stat line for us, Samin? Do you have it? Do you know what I, what he did? He he needs to go on the bench. Well, I asked, he needs to go on the bench. Because Samin started him against me in fantasy football. Like, a, the genius he is. A fumble, nine yards. Uh, but the bigger the bigger story there is, is actually he got into Sean Payton's doghouse, uh, which does not bode well for him. Uh, so the next up in line is Tim Hightower. Tim Hightower is actually having a pretty decent season. He's averaging 4.2 yards per rush, which is above his career average. Uh, he's doing quite well in uh, New Orleans. 
And more importantly, he is going up uh, against the worst statistical run defense in yards per carry in uh, San Francisco this week. Uh, give me Tim Hightower. Put me in, coach. I like Statistics. it. Stats. That's good stats. Uh, <laughs> except Mark Ingram had five yards, not nine. So stat correction. Uh, Ramu, put me in, coach. What you got? Oh, my put me in. This is okay. My put me in, coach. This is a deep, deep, deep sleeper. All right. I mean, little this dude. This dude was concussed, so he might have been sleeping. Who knows? <laughs> my put me in, coach, is Marquise Goodwin. Oh, Buffalo Bills shout out. Wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Texas Longhorns. He was just cleared. He was just cleared for the team's concussion protocol, and he should, he's going to be available on Monday for the, C, the game against the Seahawks. And here's, here's why I like this kid, all right? Listen up. Goodwin was an Olympic athlete. He competed in the 2012 London Games in the long jump, and he's trained to compete again. In 2020, that's all I got. What has got to go what? on? Is he gonna? Is there a lot of jumping this in this week's Monday night game? Yeah, actually, did you see that dude that jumped over? That? That's actually how Russell Wilson proposed to uh, uh, break a tie. It wasn't field goals. It was actually just a long jump contest with their players. Everyone just picks one. Uh, Mark, who's your put me in coach? I'm gonna go even. I'm gonna go deeper sleep than that. I'm gonna go somebody who wasn't even in the league 12 hours ago. I'm gonna go with my boy, the Flash, Percy Harvin, baby. <laughs> no. Bill's wide receivers are big on this podcast. podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm long Percy Harvin. He was out of the league at age 29, but he's been getting back healthy. He's been getting getting that first step back. Okay, okay. He, you know he's a crisp route runner, as yeah. we all know. Yeah, he could be a weapon in that vaunted Rex Ryan offense. Oh I say pick him up. Rex Ryan had him at some point, too. I feel like, didn't he retire with the Bills? Yeah. Interesting. Hard. They're paying him a million dollars to play eight games. Wow. He's still got skills. Jeez. Mark Mark and I Mark and I are, are so over the NFL. We're, our put-me-in coach, are, we're just fielding Olympic athletes. <laughs> yeah. Just Bills, Bills wide receivers or, and or Olympic athletes. Anyone. Just anyone, if you have a pulse, is going to get on this podcast at some point. Rewind clock. We don't want to watch NFL. We want to watch the Olympics. NFL's boring. Baseball's boring. Or baseball. Bring, oh. bring on NBA. <laughs> bring on the NBA, baby. I'm with you there. Uh, but we don't have the NBA on this podcast. We have college football. And with the uh, playoff rankings just getting released, talk about uh, some controversy there, but we won't get into that too much. Let's kick it off with our, uh, our first game. We got Nebraska traveling to Ohio State. Minus 17 over under 52. Um, I'm going to kick this one off. I do think Nebraska is for real. I thought they really showed us something in that Wisconsin game on the road. But Ohio State is pissed because that college football ranking had them behind another one-loss team in Texas A&M. I think uh, they realize they've got obviously some work to do. They do have a path to the playoff um, that goes through Michigan. But I don't know. Maybe that one loss uh, comes back in and bites them a little bit. So I am going to take Ohio State minus 17 to cover. Give me the Buckeyes at home, baby. Yeah. I don't feel super good about it, but I think it's going to happen. Hari, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I uh, I feel similar to you, Samin. So uh, if you're looking, Nebraska and uh, Ohio State both played Wisconsin. They both went to overtime. They both sort of had these like sort of tough out games. They should be a lot closer, but this line smells like a Vegas trap if I've ever seen one. They want you to bet heavy on Nebraska so they can take your money. 
Uh, it seems like the Cornhuskers have a lot of injuries on the offensive line. They've been sort of scrambling up offensive linemen all year, but have had a really strong rushing game. Uh, give me Ohio State as well. My my gut says pick uh, Nebraska because the, all the data says they should have a really close game. Um, but like I said, feels like a Vegas trap. Um, they know something we don't know. Uh, I like it. They're out there. I like Illuminati. It. Uh, give them to give me Ohio State. I like it. Ohio State minus seventeen. Remove what you got, or actually, we'll save you because the Big Ten is your conference. Mark, what you got in this game? Why are we still oh, talking? Yeah. Why are we still talking about the Big Ten? Why are we picking a Big Ten? This isn't no. even the Michigan game. Why are we picking this game? <laughs> anyway, um, I agree with like ninety-five percent of what Hari said. I think that the number is huge and it grabs your eye and it says, "Oh, take Nebraska, like come, yeah, come take our free money." But there's got to be something more to it. Um, so that being said, I I don't trust Nebraska enough to put my money on them. But what I will do is this over under is sitting at what fifty two. Um, I can see this being a pretty low scoring game. Um, give me the under. I don't think Ohio State is going to run up the score on them. Um, I can see them. I can see Nebraska's offense getting shut down. But uh, J T Barrett has been off the last several weeks. Ohio State really struggled with the Northwestern team this past week. Um, give me the under. I like it. So, Mark, before before Ramu goes, I had the same feeling. But after this college football thing came out, I agree with Samin. I think they run him up on style points just so they can get the rankings. But like, I, I don't know. I don't know if they have the the firepower to run it up. I mean, they've been they've been sputtering here lately. So yeah, we'll they're definitely missing a lot of playmakers. But I don't know. I think Urban Meyer figures this thing out and uh, and vaunts them at least into back into the playoff picture and above A and M. Ramu, the Big Ten insider of this podcast, what you got on this game? Oh, well, to give you a little bit more background on, I guess, Hari's take, I guess I guess maybe you're feeling like the line was pushed because Nebraska's 3-0 and against the spread on the road. Hmm. And maybe Vegas is playing with it, but that's, that's enough, uh, enough for me to say this is going to be a close game. I don't think Ohio State gets their swag back this week. Week. Uh, I'm saying that because I'm picking Nebraska, and, and you know I, I need them to, to do well. So uh, give me Nebraska on the spread. Uh, we'll see. Give like close, it. Nebraska. Interesting, interesting. On to the game of the week. We got roll damn tide going to Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. Uh, LSU plus seven over under 45. Uh, Ramu, lead us off. What you got in this game? Oh, I have some notes in here. I haven't read them yet. So give me Alabama. I like it. Bama, <laughs> minus seven. Same Easy. Um, I am going to take the over on this game. Ever since Les Miles got fired, LSU has been averaging 42 points per game. I think their offense has, has figured it out. They've got that old pro-style coach out of there and have sort of been spreading the ball out like literally every other team in college football. I don't think uh, Alabama's defense is good, but they're also really good at scoring. Um, so they tend to turn you over, and I think they've scored a defensive touchdown. Remember hearing the stat, like in the last eight games yes. or something like that? They have, they have uh, scored 12 defense and special teams touchdowns and given up 13 on defense this year. Yeah. So so I think, uh, I think Bama punches one or two. Their defense punches one or two into the end zone, and then uh, LSU gets a couple garbage time points. Give me the over on 45. Mark, what you got in this game? So uh, I'm taking Bama. I'm taking Saban. Lay the seven points on the road. Um, he's shown he can take that team into tough places. He went to Neyland Stadium, crushed Tennessee. Um, I don't think the atmosphere will get to them as much as it would a lesser team. Um, so I'll still take them and lay the points. But 
I want to talk about Ed Orgeron, current uh, interim head coach of the LSU Tigers. Ah. This may be the most interesting man in college football. I'm I'm reading his Wikipedia article. This, this guy is incredible. So he was he was an assistant coach on those those University of Miami teams in the 80s. Oh. And then he had like he had like a bout of like alcoholism and like was arrested several times. Got back into football as a volunteer linebacker coach at Nichols State University. Wow. He's worked his way up from here. He's had a couple of interim gigs and a couple of head coaching gigs, um, including at Ole Miss, um, interim at LSU or at USC now at LSU. So this guy, I, I think, actually, if, if they don't he's go a journeyman, out, yeah, he's journeyman. a journeyman. But at the same time, if they don't go out and land a Tom Herman or you know a PJ Fleck or one of the big names that's going to be out there this summer, um, I think this guy may end up getting his LSU job. He's done a good job so far. Um, I, I'm not going to wow, take him in this game, wow, but. Wow. Sounds like it sounds like Mark is uh, is gonna go down there and start a thirty for thirty on this guy. <laughs> they, they really should, man. This guy, this guy deserves it. I really like him. <laughs> Bring him to Georgia Tech. Bring him to the Jackets. That'd be great. Teaser, I would teaser, sign me up. Teaser, 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 teaser. Hari, right, thoughts on this game? Uh, so here is uh, so this is a bit like breaking, but R.J. Bell, who does the odds for Associated Press, says Alabama, if if the playoffs were today, would open as Eight and a half point favorites against Michigan, ten point favorites on Ohio State, eleven point favorites on Clemson, and thirteen and a half on Washington. Jesus, uh, which is abs- absurd. Odds, that is absurd uh, that they're talking about. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I don't like. This is a very SEC thing to say, but like, has Alabama beaten anyone? Right, like Texas A and M. Fine, I think they're slightly over. They're they're in the playoffs right now. But that's what I'm saying. Does anyone think they should be in the playoffs? No. Does no. anyone on this podcast think they should be in the no, no one thinks they should be in the playoffs. They beat Ole Miss, who is all right. Uh, Leonard Fournette is back. So this team is not the team that sort of scuffled through the beginning of the season. Uh, I think it is going to be pretty serious uh, in Baton Rouge. It's, again, a oh night game. such a hard thing Such a hard comment. I, oh, I, they're going to drink so much bourbon. They're going to be so much, so much, so much gumbo everywhere. So much jambalaya. But here is the most important stat of all, uh, is it is, um, we've talked, we talk a lot about weather on this podcast uh, and, and I think, you know, that stuff is stuff. But what I need to tell you guys is that it is a 27% waxing moon. And I was reading on Can we go to the next segment? The time between the new moon and the full moon is in general ideal to enact on the new intentions you set on the new moon. Turn it into creative passion so you can get things done and finish goals. Uh, give me LSU straight up. LSU! Moneyline! I've written down in my moon journal that this week I'm going to catch up in points. Uh, give me uh, LSU, play me Tiger Rag, waxing moon, 27th. When you look up at the moon, think about this bet. <laughs> I really expected a better teaser than that. That was terrible. <laughs> I built that whole future teaser from the beginning of the podcast when so I talked about the waxing moon. Oh my god. <laughs> the, song, the, song was, the song was Go to the Moon. Go to the Moon by Future. Good and teaser, Ari. I think, in the I think everyone picked Those up two on that. Things one. are tied together. Did you guys get that? Yeah. Is this my last podcast? Am I done? I think you, you, you may have to hang up the hat after this one. That was, uh, that was pretty <laughs> bad. Um, but let's talk about another pretty bad football team. Uh, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets coming off of an exciting victory over the Duke Blue Devils at home. Uh, traveling to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, to take on the Tar Heels. Minus 10, over under 61. Hari, lead us off after that god-awful moon joke. 
So here are more moon facts. No, uh, so actually, in this matchup, five of the last six years, it's gone way over 60. North Carolina can't figure out the option, and we can't figure out whatever they're trying to run. Um, there is, like, a lot of mess uh, with this Georgia Tech team. They can't stop anyone, uh, as was evidenced by that huge comeback by Duke last week. Uh, North Carolina is not great, but is can put up a ton of points. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is 41-30 you know, or something, and, and they go way over. So give me the over on this one, even though it's a little high. I like it. Um, I was going to cite the weather, but uh, I think uh, Hari kind of alluded to it. It's, uh, it's going to be hot. It's going to be fire, and uh, that field is going to be warm from being run up and down uh, that entire game. I got not much else to add. To your point, UNC and Tech have played the last two or three seasons, and each game has gone over 70 points. Um, I think UNC does end up winning this game in a cakewalk, but I'm not confident enough to take the uh, 10 points, and I don't really want to root against the Jackets, so give me the over on 61. Mark, what you got on this game? I got the Jackets, baby. You know what? I'm tired of picking against my teams. I'm trying to cheer against my teams just because of this stupid fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm going to take the Jackets. <laughs> um, I, no, I really think, like, I don't know if UNC is that good, right? Like, they yeah. like they started off with a win against Georgia, which looked good. Does not look good anymore by any means. Uh, they beat Florida State at, at the end of a close game. I don't know how great Florida State is either. Um, I think Georgia Tech... Like, this team is not good, but we've all watched Georgia Tech enough to know that, like, they have one kind of surprise in them a year uh, when they're a competent team. So I think that might be the, this week. Um, I can see them winning outright, but getting 10 points will definitely take the Jackets. I like it. I like it. I like it. Remove. Take us home. Your alma mater, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times. They're not going to get fooled by this, this triple option again. Can't happen. No way. They've won the last two years. Okay, <laughs> good point. Okay, I think that they might have figured it out, and I don't think their offense is that explosive. So just to make it fun and create some distance in the uh, in the o in the the total rankings, let, let me get the under. Under sixty one. Uh, by the way, I want to let you guys know that they're uh, on in the bowl projections. It has us going to the Sun Bowl. I don't know against Houston. Which is just gonna be an absolute bloodbath. <laughs> no, y'all, Houston is not good. Game. Houston is not good. Yeah, but are, we can't. We won't be able to stop them. It's gonna be. They're gonna run it up on us. They've it's already lost bad. to an option team. It'll. I mean, it'll be like forty-five to forty-two. There's no defense being played in that game. Yeah, I'm with Mark. Uh, All right. Granted, right. Navy runs the wide receiver screen, and I've been begging Paul Johnson to do that literally the last four years. So. Whatever. Um, let's go. We can't throw it out there. Let's go to one of our favorite segments. That is gonna get your ass benched. Uh, I'm gonna kick us off. I alluded to this team a little earlier. The Jacksonville Jaguars fired their offensive coordinator, uh, similar to the Buffalo Bills, because they thought Gus Bradley wasn't the problem. Well, let me tell you what the problem is. The problem is Blake motherfucking Bortles. That guy is not a good NFL quarterback. Uh, he did end up with over 350 yards last week and three touchdowns, but his first half line was 8 of 16 for 64 yards, and they were down 27 to 0 to the Titans. And let's not sit here and say that the Titans are one of the best teams in the NFL because they are not. The Jaguars are just that bad. Uh, Blake Bortles is not good. Wake up, um, NFL and Gus Bradley and that... Pakistani owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars 
Blake Bortles has got to go. Get on the bench, boy. Hari, who's getting put on the pine for you this week? Uh, so uh, he, I, I cannot put him on the pine because Roger Goodell did it. But Trent Williams, offensive lineman uh, for the Washington Redskins, was just suspended four days for a violation of a four games for a violation of the substance abuse policy, uh, which is dumb on multiple levels. One, you only play sixteen weeks, so just don't smoke weed during those sixteen weeks. It's, <laughs> it's super easy. But here's the worst part: is that Washington Post and a few sports writers out of Washington are reporting that he didn't get benched for smoking weed and getting caught. He got benched for just missing the drug test. He just did not attend, oh did God. not play DMP, <laughs> and just missed it and got suspended for four games. Um, the next four games for Washington, who is could be maybe a playoff team, is Viking, Greens Bay, Dallas, and Arizona. Uh, they're going to go 0-4 now with no protection for Kirk Cousins. Uh, that you did get benched, but missing a, a drug test. And on top of that, he might forfeit $11.5 million in guaranteed money for next year. Oh, my God. That will get you benched. Jesus. That's a lot of money. Um, Ramu, who is getting benched this week? Oh, so we talked about how this is uh, the no smoking league, the no fun league. Well, it turns out this is also the no hug league. Have you guys saw this? Yes. Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas uh, ran back a, a fumble from, from Mark Ingram for a touchdown and then gave the, the rep a little hug. Well, you know what? That's not allowed. This is the no fun league. That's a 15-yard penalty, Earl Thomas. You should know better, motherfucker. That's going to get you back. <laughs> Earl Thomas. Uh, no more Mark Ingram pain, please. Mark, who is riding the pine for you this week? I am putting an entire 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 13 people on the pine this week. <laughs> oh I'm God. putting the college football playoff selection committee <laughs> on the bench. What are we doing here, y'all? What are we talking about here? Why is Texas A&M in the top four? I'll tell you why, because ESPN needs to get their ratings up. Yeah, that's, that's the it, only reason why. Yeah. This is ridiculous. There's an undefeated Power 5 conference team who just beat a ranked team on the road, and they're number five, and they put in AM just to generate this buzz and this hype about their playoff committee. This is ridiculous. Um, now we're going to have to listen to Kurt Herbstreit every Saturday morning talking about weighing the merits of a one-loss AM team against an undefeated Washington team, which is not even a conversation that we should be having. Um, college football committee... Just pick the four best teams. We all know who they are. That's going to get you benched. And you and Kurt Russell can go See, debate when, that on Facebook. Mark, Mark when, we, when we bench people, there's somebody that can substitute in. So who are you, who are you subbing in for the college committee? Do you know who? I'm, I'm looking at this list. Let me tell you one person who's on this committee that you don't know about. Dan Radakovich. He's on the, he's on the committee. <laughs> what? No. He is on the fucking That's committee. Why That's why he left the Jackets. He yeah. left us so he could go be on the committee. It's like him oh, and Condoleezza yeah. Rice on this freaking committee. This is, yeah, I, I can replace these people in a second. This is just a bunch of talking heads. It's fine. Put Hari on there. I'm, uh, thinking, I'm, thinking, like, I'm thinking like the octopus that predicted the uh, the World Cup. Yeah, you might as well. I like I like him. He's good. Um, And on to uh, our last segment, Obscure Bet of the Week. And uh, I'll kick this one off. Um, also because this is, I believe, going to be our last uh, podcast before the elections. Ruh-roh. So uh, I want to get a, a little elections insight in here while I can. Um, but first, I want to hear your thoughts on my two obscure bets of the week. Over under 58% voter turnout in the election this year. Under. Um, last election was 57.5 in 2012, and 2008 was 62.5%. I think it's going to be over. 
Um, but I am looking at Hari and Mark, my <laughs> election insiders of this podcast, and clearly you guys are saying under. Why is that? Hari, go, go for it. I mean, I think, I mean, Mark's going to say the same thing. With two sort of hated candidates running, uh, and you got 62 and that's 58 are with Obama running, who's like beloved by the electorate. Um, I don't think there's any chance they hit that number. I think they're way under. Interesting. Yep. Ditto. Ramu, any thoughts? Is that the is that the actual line? Is it at fifty eight? That's, yeah. that's higher than I thought it would be at. Yeah, it's at fifty eight. Yeah. Oh yeah, at fifty six, I would still say under probably. Wow. Yeah, I would take it. I would. It's probably like fifty five to six. Yeah, it's it's low. I think the difference now is everybody tweets about it when they vote, so it feels like a lot of people are voting, but it's really not that many people. That's fair. That's fair. All right, insight, insight. Uh, the other one that caught my eye, um, Hillary vote percentage over 53% plus 750. Oh, way under. Um, way the under. other the other values yeah. were uh, 50 to 53 was uh, plus 250, and uh, 47 to 50 was plus 350. So I saw value in the plus 750. I, you don't think there's a, a scenario here where Hillary wins by six points? It, well, there's a third party, there's so you're going to get, you're gonna get uh, yeah, you know, no. 5% to a third party vote somewhere. You know, if you, if you asked if you asked us this a week or two ago, maybe. But after all this 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 new this new crap, I don't know anymore, man. That's fair. All right. Well, those are my two obscure bets. I'm gonna take the 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 750 just because that feels crazy, and then I like the inside on the under. Uh, that, that that's good intel. The optimist in you. I like it. Yep. That's right. You nailed it. Um, onto uh, onto Ramu, obscure bet of the week. All right. Well. So last week was the best week uh, in NFL football so far, and it was still eclipsed by basketball and baseball. I've n I never thought I would say baseball eclipsed football last week. Um, I'm going to tell you what. It's all downhill for the NFL schedule um, until playoffs. So I'm switching it to some Southern Nevada high school football. Woo! Where there's some exciting playoff action taking place. <laughs> where can I find these odds? Go check out. The Moapo Valley Pirates versus the Desert Pine Jags. This is basically a pick 'em. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Jags uh, end their losing streak against Moapa and move on to the next round. 34-38 Jaguars. Go, go Jags! Go I like Jags. it. I like it. I like it. Mark, go obscure bet of the week. What you got, baby? So I'm I'm gonna keep this one close to home. Um, and I saw Bavada. Bavada's blowing up this line right now. They've got uh, they've got the over under set at one point five score correction for Samin on the podcast next week. So mm. I'm gonna take the over on that. <laughs> We're gonna have to fix up at least over, two of these over, scores. Over. Yeah, way over. Bavada, that's free money. That's insider information. Y'all take it to the bank. I took good notes this week. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm very clear. It helps that everyone's on the podcast, so uh, that made my life easier. I'm gonna take the under. Uh, Hari, take us home, buddy. Obscure bet of the week. What you got? Uh, so, so I was. I'm also gonna go to the election. But I'm gonna go slightly different round. There's a big triage opportunity in Bovada right now that you can make a ton of money off of, or at least better odds if you think Hillary's gonna win. Uh, so if you look at most of the betting prediction models, 538s, the New York Times, uh, they have Hillary as a 70 to 90 percent chance of winning, uh, which is reflected in the minus 275 payout you're going to get if you bet directly the U.S. line. Uh, but if you scroll just a touch down, 
there's an over-under for total states won by the Democratic Party, which is over 25 and a half. Yes, uh, so I if, did see that. If you count if you count the number of states on the New York Times upshot, they sort of have this thing that has all of these states uh, and, and all of the predictors and what they're saying. If you sort of say the likely electoral votes, that's 24 states already, um, not including sort of this main second district. And that means she just has to win two of North Carolina, Nevada, Florida, maybe even Ohio, um, which I think is very, very, very reasonable. Uh, so if you think Hillary Clinton is going to win, uh, which she needs one of those states to win Why? anyway. Why are we putting money on this? We yeah. should put some money on it. Parlay, I mean, parlay. I, I, did, I did put money on it. You can't parlay this, unfortunately. Bovada has very strict rules about their politics stuff. But you can. I put money on it. It's, it's essentially, that's trading at minus 120, uh, huh. which is pretty much easy, easy money. And then and you can play the flip side of it, which is Republicans at under 25 and a half, which is at minus 130. And you're essentially doubling your money for the exact same, or quadrupling your money for the exact same bet you would have made on the actual president. So a little, little triage opportunity within Bovada that I'm not sure Bovada 100% gets how American uh, politics works. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese investors, I'm sorry, y'all fucked up. <laughs> I like that, I like that. Um, with that, that takes us home. I think we've got an exciting week of football, college football, baseball, Nevada NBA, high school football, Nevada high school football, elections, and the elections. Um, so and to- moons. We should talk about the moon more. Oh my god! <laughs> Give me off this moon topic. Um, let's uh, so let you know. Stay tuned. We've got probably an exciting podcast next week. But uh, with that, we out. Later, y'all. <laughs>